for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For the Players, the pop culture's pleasure and podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that game me- games meeting. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join us for future conversations, Come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you can watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Now, those that are watching on the video, you may see that I'm rocking a singlet. Everyone, and you know, you might be like, ooh, is Ryan feeling confident? Is Ryan, you know, busting out his shoulders? Is he getting his guns out? Well, technically that is correct. Yes, I am. But it's not for the vanity reasons that you think it's going to fucking sunburn. Because you had your guns out for yeah. vanity reasons. Yeah. You got fucking burnt. I got obliterated. So yesterday, <laughs> I went. I mowed my lawn, and I was like, I'm going to fucking put the singlet on. Why not? It's hot weather. It, it, it's, it's nice. An hour. A fucking hour. And I am like red. Like red. I don't know how, I don't know how red it's coming through in the camera, but like it fucking hurts. It sucks a lot. And it wasn't even hot, says Crimson. No, the UV was just gnarly in Geelong, apparently. Like, I was like, ah, oh, it's like 20 degrees. Sweet, I'll just put a singlet on, I'll mow my lawns, you know? Well, yeah, Dunsky's, woo. And, then, and now I'm a fucking fire. So yesterday, Max and I uh, caught up for Max's uh, wife's birthday. Uh, we, went, we went bowling, had a tons of fun, went back to his place. And I'm sitting there on the couch and I go, my fucking shoulder hurts. And, and Phoebe, my partner, looks at me and goes, why? I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm like, am I sunburnt? And I, and she, she look at my, I look at my arm, roll up my sleeve a little bit, and I go, oh, that's a bit gnarly. And I'm like, well, hang on, let me take my shirt off. I lift my shirt up, and then it just... It's the fucking temperature raised 10 degrees yeah, te- in the house. <laughs> the hu- yeah, the, the temp in the house went up. It was like that fucking... It was like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. There was just a glow everywhere. People are blinding, thinking that they've seen some sort of holy light. Uh, it was gnarly. It was absolutely gnarly. Uh, and so, uh, oh, J- James, 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 James in the chat goes, UV today was worse. Well, I'm just glad I stayed the fuck inside today because I went to get my washing off the line earlier. I wanted to die. So today I've just been on a, on a constant repeat of aloe vera. And then a little bit later, moisturizing cream, like sorbeline moisturizer cream because the, the aloe vera feels like it's drying out my skin, which is so much worse. And then aloe vera again and then moisturizer and i had a shower a couple times as well just to take the extra heat off because i feel like i'm just lathering on lathering and it doesn't feel that effective but um yeah no it just uh fucking sucks it's very 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 powerful 
and, I, and I'm not, not enjoying uh, the painful. What's going on over here? I don't know. Hey, Puck, Max. You know, yeah, you know, I'm dealing with it now. You know what you gotta do. Unless, unless Puck beats me to it. Puck's pretty good. But yeah, so that's, that's uh, yeah, I'm rocking a singlet not just because it looks good, it makes the, sh you know, makes the shoulders pop. No, none of that. It just fucking hurts. I'm just, I, I, my skin feels like it's on fire. Because last night, when it was like nice and cold out, I was like, oh, I'm gonna stand outside at my, ah, in my, well, in my nice and cold. Well. Thanks, Mark. So I, it was, so I stand outside in the cold I'm like oh it's so i'm staying there in like tracky pants and and no shirt but inside i feels like my skin's on fire outside i feel like i'm fucking freezing like i'm like the, it's like that like oh like chattering inside my chest cold it's so bizarre i i think i slept i so oh, when i went to bed i just had a couple of valium and went to sleep so i think i it probably hurt my sleep but i want to remember because I, I was out of commish how are you today, Max? Are you not set on fire? Yeah, because I put fucking sunscreen on. Yeah. There was a hot day today, and we went out. <clears throat> my um, as you alluded to, it's my wife's birthday tomorrow, or mm. at time of recording. If you're listening, um, happy birthday, Mrs. Max. Monday. Um, so we caught up with her parents this afternoon. We went out to like a uh, what are those fucking places with all the plants? Nursery. We went to a nursery. Mm. And they had a cafe there, so we we I knew I was going outside, so fucking hat on, sunscreen, protect the tattoos, all that stuff. Yep. You know, Did, didn't do that. Well, that's why I really put sunscreen on. Um, and I was outside for all of what felt like an hour, and I felt like I got sunburnt, but I didn't. So that was that was awesome. Damn. But but other than that, uh, it's been a pretty chill weekend. I got fucking loads of sleep, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You've been like you. I'm then, glad um, you finally realized how powerful sleeping is. And then the wife's uh, the wife's off for the next three weeks, so mm. just gonna sleep heaps. Hopefully, mm. we'll see what happens. Oh, one thing I did do this week, I've got to mention, I was too busy being sunburnt. Last week I discussed that I went to Sydney to do something cool. Well, I did. I went to Sydney and uh, I filmed an ad for the Man Shake. So keep an eye out on your televisions and your YouTubes and stuff in the early part of next year. Uh, you will see me dancing around like a dickhead and look, best case scenario, you buy some man shake. Worst case scenario, you see me and go, <laughs> fuck head. And that works too. So yeah, that'd be fun for everyone else. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, we're going to, we got a long show in us tonight, Max. So we yeah. so we got we got our game we got our game of the year awards, we got um, our video games draft, and a little bit of news here and there as well. But that, that's let's get out of the max. What have you been playing this week? Uh, so thanks to the team over at Bandai Namco Australia, I have Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. Yeah, <laughs> you are so, so keen. I've been dabbling into that. I'm still very, very early. I've only put like an hour or two into it. Um, so we got it release day. And I've just been flat out this week being the second last week of work. And I had kids kinder orientations and all kinds of other stuff. So unfortunately, I haven't put as much time into it as I would have liked. But it's going to be my, my Christmas break game mm -hmm. at this point. Um the game looks awesome so far. The opening cinematic's great. 
Uh, it's basically shot for shot as I remember it from the PSP version. Uh, there, <laughs> there's an interesting part where you can see uh, how 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 the the new game is built versus when it swaps back to that kind of sort of up-res PSP version that's cut can be a little bit jarring at times mm -hmm. but all the new stuff looks absolutely fantastic um some of the overlays uh the ui on the screens changed a little bit like the um there's in the top left hand corner is essentially just a constantly spinning roulette system when you're when you're in uh in combat mm -hmm. that used to every time you you won a slot uh from memory it used to pop up and fill your entire screen okay. now it's just like it just fucking does it it doesn't kind of impede your uh, your gameplay too much which is awesome it's still doing its thing it just constantly does it over there instead of front and center mm -hmm. um and then obviously they've they've changed it up to to play more in line with uh the remake <clears throat> the ui is very similar to that and yeah i'm digging it i can't wait to dive in further i never finished it on psp psp was never my thing i'm not a huge handheld guy uh so i could just, just could never get into it so this is a, a great way for me to re-experience that game on a on a, a, a good home console oh yeah everyone sort of swears by uh this the crisis core like a yeah. lot in terms of what's a really good sort of, is it tactics sort of combat for those that are into that obviously for me not so much especially what it's being final fantasy as well very much not a betson game at all but uh yeah you were pretty eager you're itching yeah i mean i'll, I'll ever since they showed off showed off the trailer at the back end of last year from memory mm. i've been i've been hanging for this because obviously this ties in with uh, all the Final Fantasy VII stuff, because this is set, I think, from memory, 10 years prior to the events of Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just it's just that, um, and Final Fantasy VII being one of my favorites in the series, kind of just brings all of that stuff together. It's really cool how they're not just remaking Final Fantasy VII, they're doing all of its um, accompanying side story stuff, which is good. I I'm still, fingers crossed that Dirgis Cerebus comes out. Because it was like a rail shooter. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, I myself, I've not been playing Final Fantasy. Uh, instead, what I have been playing is just more DMZ. Pretty much all I've played. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play an X-Fill streak. I'm not, because I played solo and got obliterated. <laughs> like, I feel, I swear in the latest update, they've jacked up the bots. So th or, the, or at least the frequency. No, so they, they did. There was a statement put out that they accidentally... So they wanted to raise the difficulty of the AI bots in a certain location. And it turns out they fucked it up and did it for the entire map. And it has since been fixed. Oh, good. Because, like, I would rock up obliterated. Like, I, I'm putting, like, clips into dudes. And I'm getting dropped. And I'm like, this can't... Like, I know, I like, when the three of us play together, like, I assume we go we go better. So you, myself, and Zill. Mm. That we, it, we, friend of the show, Zill. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so, you know, like, it's fine. But when it's just me, I'm getting my shit kicked in because well, I've been playing it since that update. Well, we felt... So, um, for the show, Cass is in the chat at the moment and one of our other friends, Zach, we were playing last night and we have now worked out where the spawn points are. So we literally wiped a squad five seconds after spawning in because we just turned around and just sniped up into the mountains and instantly killed them all. <laughs> prick which seems like super cruel it is because like i spawned you know when i spawned and then there was ai in front of me that just went and wrecked me so it's even worse when it's players but uh yeah we we have we have good good fun mm. 
I, I'm a I'm a convert now. I don't I don't run stim packs anymore. I run the uh this the 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 uh, spotter scope, so oh. I can just it just automatically highlights enemies on your screen. <laughs> I use this, I didn't know what to pick, so I just pick stun grenade. I don't use it. Yeah. I'm using that. Yeah, even has a thermal sight on it too. All right. <laughs> decision made but yeah a couple other updates have come and come with that uh yeah uh, x-fill streaks are one which is great they've nerfed some of the costs of some of the in-game in the in the things you can flip like um the what's it called the watches is an example the watches have been oh, just, like, lootable materials the lootable materials been nerfed by about you know some some have gone up some have gone down most of the key ones have gone down um which makes sense uh, Crimson asks, how is that fair? Well, it's a single use thing. It's like, it's like no, a it's tactical. Not. No, it's not. No, you just, you keep it forever. You just got to hold it. You, you just got to look yeah. up. So you are yeah. exposed when you do it though. Yeah. You obviously you can't shoot while you're doing it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, it's changes my tactics. But other yeah, than that. So now I just instantly get on a roof, pull out the spotter scope, spot my people, pull out my sniper and just fucking destroy. Yeah. Don't hate the player. I hate the game. <laughs> it's yeah. not my fault yeah i'm gonna yeah because every, everyone has the, access to it the laws. yeah, yeah <laughs> everyone has access the rules just because i have the x-fill streak that allows me to not show up on those things doesn't mean that <laughs> but other than that so this afternoon because i've been playing a lot of call of duty it's pretty much the only thing i've been playing just because i just want to it's, it's a good game to jump in with the idea of my, oh, i'll do one round two rounds and then 17 rounds later i'm like probably should stop doing this so this afternoon i made the different made the choice Jumped back into God of War Ragnarok, and I started clearing out some of the things. So I 100%ed uh, like Niflheim, Svartalheim, another one, and now I'm doing Vanaheim, just with the idea of just trying to pull the trophies, mm-hmm. get the plat, 100% this bad boy, and that's pretty cool. Even though there's a couple of games I still got to play to see the year out, obviously like our backlog challenge games. Um, there's a bunch of other things that I sort of want to, we, we, I want to roll credits on as well. So my, like my holiday window is probably going to be a lot of games, which is fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I want to obviously feel, you know, finish Midnight Suns, et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of other cool things we'll check out. But falling back in a God of War today, I was like, oh, I remember exactly why I love this game. It's so goddamn fucking good. So goddamn good. But uh, it'll, you know, more will come. More will come in time about, 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 about God of War. All right. So nothing what we've been playing once again. We've got a long show ahead of us. So we have three sections to cover for the rest of the show. The news, because there is still some news. The video game award, our video game awards, and the Metacrit- the Metacritic challenge. What do you want to do first, Max? Well, let's just get the news over and done with. Let's get, not get the news out of the way. Let's not, let's not deviate too far from. Uh, All right. Well, let's yeah. let's rip through this fucking news. This is a section called "Inform the Players." We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. So we'll kick off things with the uh, the extra and premium games that are coming out for December. Uh, we actually get it's not some, too bad. We get some premium games this year, which is cool. Uh, this year, this month, which is cool. Um, but let's kick things off with the extra tier. We will be getting Adventure Time Pirates of the. Inchiridian? Sure. Uh, PS4 version. Ben 10 Power Trip. Which I have played with James. It's it's like an open world Ben 10 game. It's fucking dope. Uh, Evil Genius 2 PS5, PS4. Far Cry 5, PS4. Far Cry New Dawn, PS4. Far Cry Primal, PS4. 
uh, Gigantosaurus, the game, PS4, Judgment, PS5, PS4. Oh, that's the uh, one in the Yakuza world, yeah? Yes. Yeah. We're getting both Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of Wardor, both PS4 versions. Mortal Shell, PS5, PS4. Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire Ultimate Edition, PS4. The Escapist 2, PS4. The Escapist is a fucking mad little co-op game. It's so cool. I want to play it again. I, I've never actually escaped on it. i got to play it again. I, I own it. We bought it as a group a little while back. <clears throat> the Pedestrian, PS5, PS4. Brilliantly cool puzzle game. Worms WMD, PS4. WWE 2K22, only the PS4 version. That's fine. That's not too bad, though. It's better than 2020. Uh, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, PS4, and Yakuza Like a Dragon, PS5, PS4. So I'm pretty sure that's all the Yakuza games that are on there now, which is fantastic. So WWE yes. 2K22, um, which came out this year, uh, really, really good, surprisingly. So it's, it's probably a better WWE game to I'd, jump I'd into. choice not to give us the PS5 version as well. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know why they don't. Uh, premium tier will be getting Heavenly Sword PS3, so not here in we Australia. Oddworld Abe's Exodus PS1 Pinball Heroes PSP and Ridge Racer 2 PSP so we get the sequel to Oddworld uh, Abe's uh, Abe's Odyssey cool so one so they've organised one PS1 game in three months cool mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of hard work into that so that's fine Ridge Racer sure alright look so look we're back ending 2022 Max 2022 2023 <laughs> is right around the corner uh, but we still really don't quite know what's going down so in a wide ranging interview by Famitsu Sony's senior VP of platform experience Hideki Nishino hinted that 2023 will quote be very important end quote for the PS5 quote I can't talk about specifics at this time then why do the interview dickhead he said via Google Translate, but I hope you will look forward to next year. Vague. So he believes that next year will be quite very important for the platform, as we mentioned, and pointed to the software schedule, where, which includes many key releases like Resident Evil 4 Remake, Final Fantasy 16. And he also addressed the idea that Sony has abandoned the Japanese market and revealed it makes him, quote, very sad that people think, but... He has. He said he accepts the opinions of fans and is focused on changing that mindset. Finally, he also notes it's it's now strongly rumored that a that a revised PS5 hardware model will launch in 2023 with a detachable disk drive. This is allegedly already in the hands of some developers and is said to already be working quote flawlessly. The innovative new hardware design will allow Sony to streamline its manufacturing process, effectively enabling it to ship more units while also providing customers with more flexibility. Max, do you foresee 2023 as an important year for the PlayStation? I mean, they do have a lot of... Yes, and I don't think it's entirely about Sony itself. Mm. I think we're going to see either the f- the fruition or the decline of this deal between Microsoft and Activision, mm. which we- which will affect Sony in a big way in like either way that that merger goes, whether it goes ahead or it doesn't. Uh, it does have a very strong lineup coming twenty twenty three, like you know Resident Evil Four, Final Fantasy sixteen, uh, Marvel Spider Man two got its uh window for fall of next year which i think is quarter three for us mm-hmm. memory uh they like they do have a lot of stuff no, back in the next like, year back in the next year yeah okay you know they've got psvr2 they've got the dual sense edge. edge edge yeah 
that they, they do have a lot of stuff in the work that's all set to come out next year and if there's this uh follow-up of a you know a reiteration of the hardware model that has a detachable disk drive i mean my only concern is you know how's it working is it just is it plugging in via the usb and we're just it's just a usb drive does that is that going to slow down i guess it, it won't matter because most of the time the games get stored on the hard drive anyway yeah and if it's usb downloaded yeah so yeah i mean it's gonna be a pretty big year there's a there's a lot of stuff going on pardon me big old burp going on over there my apologies but yeah i'm with you i don't think it's very important but i do think it will be an important year for a number of reasons yeah i agree with you that the call of duty activision blizzard microsoft thing is huge and i i kind of don't think they'll entirely get resolved by next year it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if, if things go the way they are it'll might be august of next year and we still have nothing lined up but oh there's burp sitting right there and i just can't get it pardon me i think i got it sorry even Secondly, PSVR, you said it. Huge, huge piece of hardware launch, right? Massive. So this is essentially the you know the the second version, the PS2. This is their sophomore album, you know, where they made their debut album and it was fine and impressive, but their sophomore album better be fucking good. And there's a lot of pressure on PSVR 2 to be exceptional. I'm still very excited. We have one pre-ordered. Pardon me, still taking donations for those that want to contribute <laughs> to the Pop C uh, PSVR 2 fund. And we say that just because we don't want to pay it. Like, for being completely honest, it's just expensive. It's not about like us e begging for it and like, oh man, like, we're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to make content about it. We're going to do it anyway. But if, if any of you are interested, if you do, if you jump on the Patreon or whatever, it's going towards the PSVR in a simple sense. You want to slap Ryan for fifty bucks? Holy yeah, sunburned. I'm super sunburnt right now. Slap it, fifty bucks. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> like it's it's a joke. Like we're just joking, but seriously, if you do, it'd be fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a big thing. There's a lot of cool games that are going to come out with that. But outside of that, the first party, there's not a lot. Spider Man, it's about it. Wolverine's 2024. We don't know of anything else coming next year from any of the major parties. All the big hitters have already pulled their load. Factions, potentially at some point, is also a big one outside of Spider-Man 2. There's a lot to look forward to in terms of third-party exclusives, third-party titles, second-party exclusives. But what I think is... Because they're mentioned... It's a very important year for the PS5. Aside from the model, this potential model, units are getting made more than ever before. We're slowly starting to move. I see 2023 is the year we transition away from this cross-generation setup. Come 2023, you will... And I think the DLC for Horizon Forbidden West is exactly part of that, Right? That's the, that's, that's the decision maker right there. 2023 is the year that they completely move to the PS5. Next gen is no is the now gen. It's current gen. Mm. That'll happen next year. And I think that's what's most important. So, you know, after after two years on the market, the PS5, it, sh- it should, aside from the pandemic, we should already be there. We talk, You know, there are games that are being held back by this cross-generation, right? You know, you, you can use God of War as an example. It, like... The difficulty that game has is that those little shimmy techniques, those little, you know, the way Yggdrasil um, takes forever to load, 
They throw a bunch of exposition in there to help kill the load times, to make them not see, not seem so boring. But if you play that game in post-game, when there's less exposition, you walk in a Yggdrasil, that door is in front of you in two fucking seconds. So you can, like, it's clearly done to mask the loading of the previous generation. Yeah. That can, that can no longer continue. So that's what, that is why 2023 is most important for the PS5 for me. Definitely a transition. The wrap up. <gasps> the wrap up. Everyone does it now. And each year, Sony now reveals the PlayStation wrap up, a way for its users to see the year of PS5 and PS4 gaming in one spot. The site is currently live. Once you sign in, you'll be able to check out a variety of interesting facts and figures from your 2022 gaming highlights. After viewing all these stats, you do you can scroll down to find a redemption code for free Astrobot themed PlayStation Network avatar. Uh, and there's also you can download your summary card to compare with all your mates to uh, let them know how well you did. Do you have yours? I do. I have mine up, signed in, ready to go. Oh. So I played 809 hours of PlayStation this year. Ah, 582. But you know what's fascinating? You played a lot on the Pop C account. Yeah, I did. So that's not I? entirely accurate. I have a fucking problem. <laughs> uh, 72 games played. 243 trophies earned, earned, one platinum, Elden Ring, 42 PlayStation Plus games uh, redeemed, and my top played game of 2022 with 200 hours played, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Yeah, it checks out. Followed closely by Destiny 2. Followed closely by, not even closely, followed by Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, actually, for those that are watching on the on the Twitch chat, please let us know what uh, what your numbers were, and we'll have a chat. So, oh, my... hang on, hang on. Before we get started, Crimson with six hundred and eighty-two fucking hours of GTA Online. That's genuinely impressive and scary. I may need to go outside. Yeah. Well, for context, Although, Crimson. Ryan's a pretty good advocate as why we shouldn't go outside. Correct. Crimson has played more. GTA Online solely, then I played games this year according to this. Now, I always find these to be wrong. Because there, there have been times where I've looked at it and gone, that's, that's not right. So according to this, 582 hours played total. 113 games played this year. Mm -hmm. Now, unlike yourself, everything I play is on, on my account. Uh -huh. Uh, 394 trophies earned. What was your trophy number? I just fucking closed it, dude. What? How are we going to fucking talk and compare if you shut it down? I, I, I did my bit. Yeah, and, and 41 PS Plus games renewed, which is weird. I renew every single one, so I don't know how you got 42. Ah, uh, I'm better than you. <laughs> uh, 243 trophies. All right, cool. I, yeah, but once again, you played the game. The games you spent the most time with this year... You already got the trophies for because you're playing on Pop C. Account. I also played less games than you, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, just because it didn't include your Pop C ones. So, according to this, my top five games are as follows. Number five was Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition because I can finish it up. I rolled credits on it at the start of the year. I played it again. Sorry, that was your number five? Yep. My number five was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. My number four was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I was incorrect. My number four, Elden Ring. My number three 
It was Horizon Forbidden West. Number three, Destiny 2. My number two was uh, <laughs> Hello Neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> number two was Rocket League. <laughs> and my number one, with 59 hours logged apparently, is uh, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, and well, 198 hours for Diablo 2. Which doesn't make sense because my save file on Ragnarok's is 43 hours. Where the fuck did it pull this extra 16 hours from? There are always a little bit of inaccuracies in this. I mean, have you had it on and just sitting in the main menu? Nope. And I, and I guarantee you I didn't spend 16 hours fucking around in the non-existent photo mode at pre-release. Did I? Uh, apparently I played for 248 days of the year. How the fuck did you say that? That was one of the earlier slides. Um, I did. Let's have a look. So 321 hours of it was played on uh, on PS5 titles, with 261 oh. were on uh, PS4. So pretty much down the middle. I did, yeah. 809 total hours, 560 on PS5, 230 on PS4. Uh, pretty much 50-50 split between online play and local play. 314 total number of days played with apparently zero hours spent in VR. Yeah, zero hours in VR for me as well. 30 hours online, apparently. Okay, sure, whatever. But uh, yeah, there you go. That's not too bad. We're, we're in the chat. That's it. Let's see what we've got. Uh, everyone's just kind of... Oh, Crimson, there was a lot of idling uh puck goes that's a lot of time in the menus it is a lot of time in the menus which i don't think which is why i think the number's off because it happens a lot actually whether like it kind of pulls numbers and it goes oh because even last year it kind of didn't count some games that i had played it's super weird i don't know it's it's, it's an interesting system because it only can pull so much i don't know how but there you go i don't know pretty fun kind of what i expected God of War makes sense of why it was the one I played the most in. Now, it also aligns with how I play games, where I don't have my the games that I'm married to like yourself. So I don't have ongoing games. It just tends to be whatever I'm playing at the moment. Hello Neighbor makes sense. I've played a lot of that with my kid. And I know he plays it on the PS5 at his place. So it makes easy sense why that would have kicked in. All right, quick biddies. The Snitch. The infamous Twitter game leaker has retired will he get a nomination like the nabillion no did he try to did he try to open a patreon like nabillion and fail no was he more value than nabillion in every way yes horizon online have a really shitty discord server also yes oh yeah did he switch he goes i want to stop doing leaks over on twitter so i can focus on my discord why uh, Horizon Online Multiplayer to feature new characters and a unique style, stylized look according to job openings. That's right, Guerrilla, Ga Guerrilla Games uh, on the hunt for new hires, and the, the the information looks as if they're making it on that online multiplayer. Dead Space Remake has gone gold. Woohoo! The Game Awards smashed it with more uh, with more than 103 million viewers. As Max mentioned before, Marvel Spider-Man 2 will be releasing in fall of 2023. So that's the autumn in the US, which is spring for us. So that's Q4 2023. The big end of year, I think, think probably around November. Very similar to God of War. 
Uh, Amazon Games, the video game publisher arm of the retail giant, will lead its, quote, full support to Crystal Dynamics on the next Tomb Raider title. A Death Stranding movie is allegedly happening uh, with Kojima to executive produce. It has been confirmed this week that Amazon Prime has greenlit a God of War series. Now, we talked about this earlier in the year, but that was all in like rumors and concept. Amazon have given it a big old thumbs up. And it will be set in the Norse. Yeah, boy. Chris Judge has already made claims that he wants to play it. And I say, yes. Ed Boon has been teasing NetherRealm's next game. Uh, and apparently it's set to launch in 2023. Uh, this gets Max all the boners. Final Fantasy 1 to 6 pixel remasters have been rated for PS4. And finally, for what me get, for what gives me boners, AEW Fight Forever is to be the destiny. I like how you renamed it to AEW Fight for Eternity. Uh, I remember what it was called. Yeah, Fight Forever. You would read it out and yeah. whatever. AEW Fight Forever uh, is going to be the destiny of fighting games. Now, the reason this is exciting, and we'll touch upon this for just a little bit. So, as everyone knows, sp- most sports games tend to be annualized, right? Oh, FIFA, FIFA 22, FIFA 23, and so on and so on and so on. NBA, NBA. What what AEW games are planning on doing is releasing very in the whole Destiny 2 model we're going to relate AEW Fight Forever, and you can literally fight forever. Every year, we'll just release DLC and updates, and we'll have this game in perpetuity. Fucking yes. This is what every sports game should be doing. It is bizarre that no other sports game has done this. Because you can, in theory, still charge 100 and whatever bucks the next year, but you only ever have to use the base game. Like, you buy the disc once, you're done. Oh. I'll tell you why it doesn't have him. Why? The ultimate teams. If you can roll your ultimate team over, you don't need to remake your fucking ultimate team and buy a shitload of packs to get the, your ideal team back again. Yeah, true. Yeah. Because I guess with yeah with that, like the stack, like in the same way like WWE Supercard is, you know, you can just keep, like they just make new, more powerful cards every year or every season. But I guess with ultimate team, like, yeah, you just, it's kind of hard to match them or unless they take the cards out, like make it magic, the gathering. So just a bunch of cards become obsolete all of a sudden. They rotate out of, (laughs) you know what I mean? But like what this does, this, this actually makes it easier from a development standpoint too. They're not having to remake the game every year or essentially work models or whatever. Throughout the year, they can work on it. They can adjust uh, characters. They can just, you know, that's an example. Let's say, so Kenny Omega, let's say he changes characters again this year and he becomes a heel. He becomes the cleaner again. Well, rather than not being able to make him the cleaner this year, well, you can. Because they just drop a DLC. Hey, here's his new attire. Here's his new moveset. Brilliant. Or, unlike the WWE game, which was the fun fact about WWE 2K20, three days before that game released, WWE completely changed their sets on all their shows. Raw, SmackDown looked completely different. Because they don't update the game that way, you didn't get access to the new set, the new stage setup. The new arena setup nothing you could do about it so there's advantages and there's disadvantages to this as well so if a if a member of the roster was to leave the company that say cm punk with updates ongoing like this you could lose players that characters that you like wrestlers that you like they can be cut the second they get released that's one catch they can update the game with with real world merchandise into the game that's pretty cool they can 
you know, change, change, you can have ongoing. So if you make creator wrestlers, like good friends of the show, MGB and Mad Dog have their own online, you know, streamed wrestling promotions. They don't have to make new character creators every year. They just run with it. So it works in perpetuity. It's actually a really, really good, really good benefit. Very exciting. And I wish, I wish more sports games took advantage of it. All right. That's enough of that news, Max. There are no upcoming releases this week because the end of the year, it's not, nothing exciting happens. So instead, let's do our video games draft. In the first episode of the year, Max and I, for the last couple of years, have been doing a thing called the video games draft. It's not, it's not certainly, most certainly not an original idea, um, but it's something that we do. So we each pick eight games. And that we pick them from a pool of titles that was provided to us by you, the listeners, over on our once active Facebook page. Some have got it back yet, by the way. Or our Twitter, or our Facebook community group, or even our Discord. And with that pool of games, we pick, I said, eight each. And at the end of the year, right now, we calculate the numbers of their PS of their PS5 or PlayStation uh, 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 Metacritic score, tally it together, Whoever wins, wins. Should we start with the fun ones and just mark zeros on all the ones that didn't come out this year? All right. Well, the, so who, well, let's see. So I won the first year. Yep. You won the second year. Mm-hmm. So this, this is kind of our rubber band. So, mm. so actually, we'll let the chat decide. Whose list do we look at first? Max's or Betson's? So now, Max, have, have you remembered what was on your list? I remember one game. Mm. I think I had Elden Ring. <laughs> you did have Elden Ring. So I did look at the list and I do have them ready to go. And I, I forgot. Think, I think I also picked fucking Justice League. Yeah. Uh, so that's big old zero. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, uh, Crimson has suggested that I go first. All right. So what we'll do is we'll go through mine. Oh, no, this is not game of the year. This is our draft. This is a video games draft. All right. Mm-hmm. So these are the games that I had selected in the video games draft. Max, my number one pick for the year was Horizon Forbidden West. All right. Horizon Forbidden West is sitting at an 88. Now, is that on PS5? PS5. PS5? Yeah, because if, if there's a PS5 version, we're picking the PS5 version. Dem- Dems the rules. 88? 88. 88. Fantastic. So we're doing these lives, so, so therefore we haven't, you know, we're not going, but we're, say if the meta score was better like six months ago. No. Plague Tale Requiem, my number two. On PS5, 82. Ooh, good start. Good start by Betson. Lower than Xbox. It is low, yeah. <laughs> uh, God of War Ragnarok. It's like a 94. God of War Ragnarok 92. is sitting at 94 for both PS4 and PS5. Beautiful. Dead Space Remake. It's coming out next oh, Big old zero. Big old zilch. Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh, good luck. Buddy. Yeah, I know. It's bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, I can't even find it on Metacritic. Rainbow. Yeah, so Rainbow Six Extraction, yeah, uh, it came out in, in January. Was that a kind of like Siege PVE? 73. Ooh, okay. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Now, this one might be hard. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to work this out. Uh, I put down De- I, I, Destiny's 2 Witch Queen, Witch Queen expansion. Pretty sure it was graded separately, right? 
Uh, yeah. So they've got Shadow Keep. It is sitting at an 87. Oh, that was a good pick. I'm proud of that one. All right. So the game fucked me last year. This, and it fucked you again this, this game year. fucked no. me again this year. Hogwarts Legacy. Big old zero. Yeah, big old zilch. Big old zilch. And my final, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, 68. Oh. All right, let me do the quick numbers. So, my, my number one of the year with God of War will give me a 94, which is lovely. Gotham Knights giving me my poops. All right, let's see. So it was an 88 plus an 82 plus a 94 plus 73 plus 87 plus 68. It gives me a total of 492. I'll run those numbers again just in case. Horizon Forbidden West, 88. Plus Plague Tale Requiem, 82. Plus God of War, 94. Plus Dead Space Remake, zilch. Plus 73 for Rambo 6 Extraction. Plus Destiny 2, Witch Queen, 87. Plus Hogwarts Legacy, a whole bunch of nothing. Gotham Knights, 68. 492. We divide that by 8. That is an average of 61.5 because of those games that didn't happen and then Gotham Knights. Max, total of 492. Do you believe this is something you can beat? Maybe. I don't even remember what's on my list. Ah, this is where it gets exciting. Yeah. Um, Ready for game one? Um, Forspoken. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Good start. Great start. Number two, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is sitting at 96. Oh, that's a biggie. That was a good one. Good one. Uh, Oli Oli World. Yeah, fucking Oli Oli World. Oli, Oli, uh, was it Oli Oli 2? No, Oli no, Oli World. That was... Oli... Oli... Well, come on, find me the game. So, great looking indie game that came out at the start of the year. It was pretty awesome. Can't find it? Nope, can't find it. Hang on, give me a second. All right, well, while Max keeps looking, yeah. So, have a look. So, look, I'm looking at the list here. I have, I have the list of Max's games. Pretty happy with my 492 um, total score. Yeah, Forbidden West delivered exactly where I thought it was going to. I didn't. I completely forgot that I picked, I picked Plague Tale. Um. Uh, I look red because I'm sunburnt as fuck. I have to wear a singlet because it fucking is the only piece of clothes that I can wear that don't hurt. It sucks. It sucks for me. You don't have much love there, Max? Early world, 84. 84, not bad, not bad. All right, next up, number four for you, Max, in your video games draft. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, that did well. That I'm did well. Sure. I think it did critically didn't do very well, but commercially did very, very well. But yeah, as I was saying, yeah, look, I think I did pretty happy this year. Like, granted, I did go the big hitters, um, which were my downfall. So in, in year one, I played smart against Max. Max didn't do that well. It was his first year doing the draft. Didn't expect it to go too well. Uh, year two, I played safe and just went big hitters. And especially in a post-pandemic time, it was a, a during pandemic time, I should say. It's a really bad call. 76. 76. Um, it was a really bad call because knowing with the pandemic, I should have considered that things were going to get delayed into the next year. 
but thankfully it looks as if that's starting to quieten down now, so not too bad. Next up, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, I'm yeah, you were so confident on that too. I went oh, back. I was and, really confident. I went back and watched the video. Woo. Slap that back. This is Viva La Deal. Uh, we did say in the chat before. Uh, I am taking donations to help support the Popsy uh, for the players PSVR two fund. Uh, depending on the level of dollars at which someone's willing to donate, they can smack my sunburn. For That's real, three zeros. I think I'm. I think this has fucked me. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna throw at three zeros. Yeah, you're at five. Two, How so. you feeling? Yeah, not good. Not good. What's up next? Sifu. Oh, yeah, Sifu. Sifu, Sifu went okay. Eighty-one. I think the collective average may fuck you up. Oh yeah. But three zeros, you fucking earth it well. Suicide squad. Yeah, it's another fucking zero. Yeah. That's four zeros. And finally, just okay, let's have some fun. What do you think your number eight pick was? What was your final pick? Who knows, man. Scratch your brain. I want to. This is what's fun. I want to hear what you think it was. Will this one bring it home for you, or this one will seal the deal? No, there's nothing that's going to bring it back. Even a fucking perfect hundred at this point won't matter because I've got four fucking zeros. Yeah, three. Yeah, three zeros. Nah, Suicide Squad for spoken Final Fantasy isn't. Hmm. What was that? That was another one. Okay, I'll get three. I don't know. What was it? What was this one? What did I fucking pick? It's going to kick my ass in. Saints Row. Oh, gross. Watching back our video from the start of the year, you and I, oh. I, I, I literally went, I literally went, oh, no, why the no. Oh. Saints Row got 61. Oh, I literally, I was like, oh, why the fuck did I pick Saints Row? Saints Row should have been a, is going to be a clear winner. We had no idea in January what this was going to be. All righty. Let's go through those numbers again. Forspoken, big old zero. Elden Ring, 96. The best the best score collectively across all the games in our draft. Oli Oli World with an 84. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands with a 76. Final Fantasy 16 with a big old zilch. Sifu with an 81. Suicide Squad with a cross. And Saints Row with a 61. Leaves me with 398. That's exactly what I got too. So, which which averages out to a 49.8. I mean, one decimal, 49.8. So, the results of the video games draft, the third annual video games draft. Max, unable to follow up his win last year. Instead, going to me. So one, so it was Betson, Max, and then Betson with my collective score of four. Oh, I just poked my sunburn. Oh, vindication. <laughs> oh, the fucking fuck. With my collective score of four hundred and ninety-two points, an average of sixty-one point five. Uh, followed, and then you trailing behind on three hundred and ninety-eight. With an average of forty nine point eight, Max, where do you think you went wrong? Well, for, well, for spoken got fucking delayed twice for a start. <laughs> it twice. was twice. It was. It had a fucking release date for this year. Yeah. <laughs> ah, what a pretty. You were pretty. Like, it's one of those things. You were pretty confident 
like on force broken hitting this year. Yeah, I was pretty confident. And we all were. I think collectively we all were, and that's why it's a uh, bummer. Yeah. And also, I'm pretty sure didn't fucking Suicide Squad have a date? It was Gotham Knights date, and they fucking swapped him. Correct. Yeah. Fucked, and fucked Suicide Squad. So what really happened is Warner Brothers fucked me. Like they fucked everyone. But, else. Yeah. So Warner Brothers fucked me last year with both Hogwarts Legacy and and Gotham Knights. And re- remember, for those that don't remember, so... Now does that mean I have to pick Final Fantasy Suicide Squad? Well, that was the thing. So I was going to say, so one of the rules that we played last year was that in order for me to replace... I could, oh, then I could replace one of my picks mm. that got a zero with another game. But the catch was I would have to take that game the next year. Mm. And the idea was that to see whether it would help me get, you know, hit me over the next... Into the, hurt me in the next year. Kind of like you get... You get a better score, but you, there's a, a, a hindrance for next year. Obviously, now that we've done the accumulative total, we probably should have done this before we did the total, because why would you... I wouldn't... Yeah. You wouldn't change they're, they're, it now. I, I, don't, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anything would be big enough to swap to anyway. I don't think... Like... Yeah, I was, what, 104 points short? Yeah. Yeah. You, there was not much you could do that would get you across the line, but... Yeah. So, even with my hindrance of taking across two fucking delayed Warner Brothers games... Hogwarts Legacy fucked me twice. Twice. But yeah, I think I really benefited benefit solely from my my tactic that I did in 2021 where it was just go for the big hitters. Failed me that year because of COVID, but it worked in my advantage this year. You did play it smart. And so last year you played it really smart as well as in you, you skewed on games that came earlier in the year. Yeah. So you, play, you played a much smarter game. This year, you you went a little bit in that way with both Elden Ring, Oli World, and Tiny Tina's coming out in the first two months, three months of the year. Then the rest were kind of oh, sorry, and Seafew, I should say. So four. And I went for I went for some big hitters in for Spoken and Final Fantasy. Yeah, four of your eight were in the first like four months of the year, so you, like you could have hit the ground running really, really hard, which was very lucky. Um, and then the one, the, the fillers like Saints Row is probably the one that we, we just incorrectly had a lot of confidence in. Also, thank you for Viva La Dill for the hundred biddies before I, I did hear the noise, but we're busy. I was busy chatting. So my apologies. Um, but yeah, then when, when you big hitters, your final fantasy was your fucking swing for the fence. You was pretty, you, it wasn't looking good. Um, and you were confident, but yeah, it didn't happen to go that way. Saints Row was a fucking risky maneuver. And as I said, watching that video fucking shouldn't have been yeah watching that video at the start of the year you and i were so confident that saints row would do well we were totally wrong ragnarok did exactly what i expected which was which is why i grabbed it plague tale did better than i expected mm. um it remember why the first one was fucking fantastic well I, yeah i just well small smaller team first one was really good but i was thinking probably in the late mm. 70s rather than the early 80s so it's a good win there forbidden west landed exactly where i thought it would um, Rainbow Six Extraction failed to deliver because I thought it was going to do a bit better, but it didn't. Uh, Gotham Knights is my big fucking shitty with a 68. I was so, I was confident it was going to be more, but then as we went throughout the year, I'm like, this is not going to be that good. And we played it. Turns of fact, wasn't that good. There we go. Can you do it again next year? Always. Yeah. Will I learn from my mistakes? No. <laughs> Am I still going to pick Final Fantasy 16? Yes. <laughs> See, the problem that I'm going to have next year, 
is I'm very as it says I'm very reliant on picking PlayStation first parties. So if it, like, you can have you can have Spoods. Well, yeah, but like even then, like, oh, it's back end of Spoods. You know, we saw what happened with God of War Ragnarok because <laughs> Ragnarok fucked me Spoods. last year too. Remember, and it could have fucked me again this year. It didn't come out in the back end of twenty twenty one. Pretty fucking adamant all year that Ragnarok was not coming out this year. Yeah, and more and more I was getting that way. I'm like, don't you fuck me twice, Ragnarok. But it didn't. All right, this did what a one. Oh, <laughs> let's bring let's let's uh let's bring this home. This right. is our sixth annual for the players. That's right, we've been doing this for six fucking years. Just this show alone, the sixth annual. Uh, for the players game of the year awards thank you so much for coming we don't have al pacino and we don't have any racist french people either so in some ways we actually argue better. in both in both those in both those factors specifically we are better than the game awards <laughs> so we're, we're uh, returning to the categories that we have done of previous years so if you are watching here on twitch in the chat please let us know what your thoughts are and why, and we'll jump them in. We'll kick things off in the disappointing part of the year. Let's go with the worst games of the year. Now, we are able to pick uh, three. So, the game of the year is five noms, and the other categories are all three. So, Max, worst games of the year. What are your, th what are your, th what are your nominees? And then who's your winner? Okay, for, so for me, my nominees are Roller Champions. All right, which was tell me about the, Roller Champions. Which was the, the Ubisoft Roller Derby Rocket League, but not Rocket League. Yeah. Well, actually, well, so as we go through it, so explain, so we, name your game and explain your reasons why it fits in the, why it was nominated. Um, had a rough launch, very mediocre gameplay. Um, I had a fair few bugs and stuff with it. And it just, it just wasn't as fun as what I anticipated it to be. It's just, yeah. It was rough. It was rough. I completely agree. I do believe it was not a very good game. However, the difference between you and myself... I think it is a myself, free play as well. Yeah, the difference between me, for you and I... Well, oh, I'm thinking Roller Drome, not Roller Champions. Roller no, Champions Roller in play. Drome Roller Drome, though. Fuck that game. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Um, second, Will, my second uh, one was... Oh, what was it? It might actually be multiverses. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, I thought I was going to love this game being a huge Smash fan. Um, It was just too filled with pay-to-win aspects of, like, unlocking champs, getting their bonus moves, having their equipable items. It just didn't gel. It had that weird... um. It, it's that uncanny valley of uh, smash gameplay but it wasn't quite there mm -hmm. uh it was too floaty and i just yeah it was just... it's really hard to make a smash clone when smash is so good yeah like it just it just really is it's, it's rough for anyone who has to do it well because we saw the same thing with nickelodeon all-stars as well which i didn't like at all uh the, the character ip just wasn't enough to bring me across to it no but we're but in either credit, sense credit to multiverses it, it was free to play so the entry was really low however it did come with then all the microtransactions as you mentioned in order to boost to that now it has been really well supported since 
Like mm-hmm. it's got, it's had a good season. Like it's had Black Adam and Gremlins and um, Tom and Jerry, a bunch of other characters that have popped up. Um, it's got a much longer tail to it than certainly Nickelodeon All Stars is. I have not heard of Nickelodeon All Stars in a very long while, but I keep hearing about Multiverses season updates. So interesting that it made the worst. To me, it was very. I'm very apathetic towards it. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, your winner, Babylon. Babylon's fall. The winner, Babylon's fall. Oh, the winner, <laughs> the winner of the worst game. Yeah, Babylon's fall. So I was super keen on this game. Uh, reached out for a code. We were provided with one, and it was like playing a live service PS2 game. Uh, it was all whitewashed. The seasons ran really awkwardly. Uh, there was no one playing it for a live service multiplayer co-op game. Uh, the mission structure was really awkward. Uh, the menuing it was absolutely atrocious. The hub world to just go into missions was really awkward and clunky. The combat just felt off. Um, graphically, there was this. It was like this weird brownish wash over everything, so everything looked really old and dated and grainy. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. It was rough to the point where I don't think it's even running anymore. Uh, At one point, I had like six concurrent players. No, I'm pretty sure it got done very quickly. Um, yeah, rough, rough, rough. Mm. All right, my nominees for worst game of this year in no in no people works except for the winner. Uh, I did consider putting Callisto Protocol on it, uh, mostly because my time with it wasn't all that positive. But as I really didn't spend a lot of time with it, I felt that would be an, an unfair assessment on the title, so I chose to scrub it from my list. One of my nominations was Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, that just missed out on my list. So the reason it made the list for me is like, look, I went in knowing full well that it wasn't going to be an IP that interests me, an IP that intrigues me. It's very Japanese in in by design, right? It's set in Tokyo, right? But I found the the dialogue stilted and gross. The game run like crap. So like, I, and this is now granted. Uh, I don't think I played it on on my new tally at the time, but the it had a in, inconsistent frame, like not just inconsistent frame rate, it had inconsistent frame frame timing too. So it would it act. I genuinely felt motion sick playing Ghostwire Tokyo. So regardless of anything within the game of itself and the story not connecting me, whatever, I felt sick playing it. No matter what setting I put it on, I just felt unwell. The 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 combat mechanics, trash. If anything, I, I may alter my decision. Make this, this may be my winner. That's the more I talk about it. Starting strong. Yeah. It wasn't going to be my winner, but I think I may have changed my, changed my stance on it. Um, but yeah, it just it played like crap. The story was unappealing. The voice acting was horrendous. It didn't run well. And I to me, that's one of the biggest problems. So actually, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be my winner, but once I get to my other two noms, I'll come back and think about it. Second... Rainbow Six Extraction. Now, I say it was the worst. It really shouldn't be the worst game. Like, it's just on there because it just, there was nothing else. To, the the joy, the, the advantage and joy of what we do and the way we do it is there's very rarely do we play games that we don't, that are going to suck because we get to pick the games we play and cover. So we're like, this game looks like it's going to shit. Let's not touch it. And we don't have to. 
Rainbow Six Extraction was one that I was very excited for. It was the first. It was our first big game of the year, uh, and it was myself, you, and uh, and Paul James Games, or, or Pageant Player Two. We did a review. To, we did a, a first episode of more of the players with it. We played multiplayer together. It was a blast, but then it wasn't. It was a blast that the three of us were playing together, and that was it. Yeah, the game was only as fun as you made it with the people you were playing with. It. No, the, no, the game was only as fun as me playing with you two. If we replaced that with any other game, would have been like it probably would have been the same equivalent of fun. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for like PVE siege, and it kind of was, but it did not translate well. So for what for whatever reason, the team working on it, you know, there's something about the DNA the structure the the skeleton that is that is siege um just doesn't translate to pve it seems and what was going to be my winner but now in hindsight i think i might change it to ghostwire tokyo it's gotham knights because when i say worst this category should be the biggest disappointment of 2022 and i think i might rechange it to from worst disappointed because if I want to talk about a game that disappointed me the most, it'd be Gotham Knights. It like it looked like it had so much potential. The idea alone of a story of oh what what happens to the Bat family when Batman passes? What do they do? Like that is awesome. What if we play co-op as the Bat family? Ooh. That sounds exciting. Four, four friends come together and all do it together. Can't do that. It's set in a similar world to the Arkhamverse. I fucking love the Arkhamverse. I love its style, its aesthetic. I love how full and like beautiful Arkham City, Arkham City was. And then what was Gotham in Arkham in Arkham and Arkham Knight? Yet yeah, none of that here. You get a bland boring open world with watered down combat with a game that doesn't have microtransactions but it very much looks like it was built to have them and it's almost as if that they were want they saw the 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 feedback of the avengers game and went oh fuck and removed all of those grinding systems all those microtransactions and what they left was a very shallow, hollow game. The main story can be intriguing when you get to play it. Instead, you spend time after time going around and punching the same fucking thugs, just pressing square all the time to get intel to then take back and decipher into a story mission where one of them is just walk into a room penguin goes fuck off you leave that was a story mission everything you'd work towards was for that no even the, the the characters were bland boring i wanted like i'm a huge batman fan i wanted to love gotham knights and the game made it impossible to do so. That is why Gotham Knights is uh, my, my my biggest disappointment of the year. Yeah. 
Do you have anything to add to to my choices, Max? No. Because the Gotham Knights didn't make your list either. You're pretty bummed out on it. I was. I was. So my biggest thing was the fact that it's clearly a fucking multi... I, it shits me off that a lot of multiplayer games are like, fucking three's the perfect... No, it's not. Three's never the fucking perfect number, ever. No. Ever. <laughs> like, why four. have four playable characters? Two, two, four or more. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Trio's fucking blows. You have four playable characters. Although, although in saying that, fucking trios in DMZ. Mixed. Yeah, imagine if it was four of us, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just... I'm not... I, obviously, I don't have a love for the IP as much as you did. Mm. Um, my, my big hype for this game was the fact that it was one of those co-op games. Mm. I am a sucker for a co-op game. You know, Dying Light 2 came out this year. That was kind of disappointing. Destiny, one of my, you know, one of the games that I'm always going back to. Co-op game. Loved it. And to be fair, I enjoyed the time that I played co-op in Gotham Knights. Mm. But there See, was so much with it that was fucking... And it, like, it just took forever to get around the map. The map's so fucking big. Traversal. And the traversal oh, sucked asshole. And like, I'm going to add, so the co-op part was even better because all they did was the same fucking sponge ass characters with jacked up health so it's just two people smacking something a lot of times disappointment buddy what's it in the chat comes in gotham knights was also going to suck batman game without batman what is this black panther 2 oh black panther 2 had a black panther i haven't seen it yet i was gonna say this i was gonna say it this week spoiler um, oh <laughs> all right next category is the josh the josh saunders memorial game of not this year so for those that don't know josh saunders one of the creators of of the pop culturist and the original co-host alongside myself of this show he was a prick whenever it came to doing our end of the year nominations because he just like i don't all he ever played was games that didn't come out. Yeah, well, he's like, oh, I just spent so much time last of playing this game that came out in, like last year. It's like, yeah, but we had a whole year. We played a stack of new games. We had a lot of review codes. He goes, yeah, but I played so much of this game. So we had to create a character. We had create, so we had to create a category just for him. Now, as he's been out of the show for, what, yeah, three years now? Hence the Josh Saunders in memoriam game of not this year. Uh, I've only got two noms, admittedly, because this one is kind of an easy one. It's it's more I've of a got, it's more of a silly I have, one. I have three, and they're all cheating. You suck. I hate you. I don't know what they are. Go. All right, go. What what are my three? Let's go. Uh Destiny Two, uh, nope. Rocket League. Not even, not even on the list. Nope. What? Witcher Three, Death Stranding. Yeah, but you did. You didn't play them this year. I have played Death Stranding this year. Okay. Did you play? Have you played have, The Witcher? I have played The Witcher three this year. When? Oh, when the been, when the uh, show came I've, out. I've been and yeah, when the show came out, and I've been playing it in the last week because it got a PS five upgrade. How is the PS five upgrade? Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Shit. Much like much like Death Stranding two got a PS five upgrade. Played the shit out of that too. Hmm. Got released this year. Te- technically, didn't come out this year. Though. <laughs> and the last one would be The Last of Us Part One. 
Ooh. Oh, and spoiler alert, fucking Death Stranding still slaps and is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so technically you play the director's cut, which did come out this year. The Last Wars 1 remake did come out this year. So I guess... <laughs> Really, you could say they are games of this year, but I I, I appreciate your understanding of hey, the game. I a hundred percent said I'm I'm cheating here. They're all games that didn't technically release in the year, and Death Stranding still fucking mint. Yeah, holy fuck, Death Stranding so damn good. Like thinking about it today, <laughs> uh, this week. Sorry, so since the Game Awards, and and looking back and remembering the conversation that you and I had about it being our game of the year in in uh, 2019. And just how much love we had for it. And like, also just this complete tonal shift in... Because I remember heading into it. I remember going like, I, am, I a, am I a fucking Metal Gear fan or am I a Kojima fan? Because I love Metal Gear. But whatever the fuck he's doing with Death Stranding, I don't think this is it. This is getting... This is... Maybe I just like Metal Gear. And then as we played Death Stranding, I learned very quickly that yeah, I am a Kojima fan. And that well, game I is fucking to... exceptional. And I'm also on the hunt now for like Facebook Marketplace and, you know, Gumtree. I want that BB. fucking, I want a BB. And I didn't buy it at the time because I didn't know what I was, I didn't, I didn't know whether it was going to be worth it. I fucking wish I had one and I'm, I'm on the forever hunt. I can get you a baby in a bottle. Uh, that phrasing, because I, I want to say yes, but then if I do literally just get a baby in a bottle, that is dangerous for me in the post office yeah so I've, i was having this chat the other night because what about <laughs> you know a friend of the show zill his son is playing death stranding for the first time because mm, mm. uh, he's playing the director's cut i'm like i wish i could replay i, I wish i could re-experience this game for the first time yeah it's just yeah like i said i cheated in this category no 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 actually you didn't cheat no no you didn't cheat in this category you were actually very very uh very conservative in this category in that you could have put this game in your top games of this year because they did technically drop this year Mm. you chose to to play a different path and i respect the shit out of that decision max very well done so quality absolute quality now that what are your two (laughs) (laughs) i did consider horizon zero dawn because i did finish it at the start of this year i finally rolled credits on it didn't make the list (laughs) because i went two i went two noms no i haven't picked a winner yet oh my god of course you haven't oh no the side as i go fucking 50 50 split man okay go what are you what are you two because one like one is a cool experience one has emotion and I think that might be it. Actually, no, I'm deciding on it. I'm going, I'm going the emotion. First one, a game that I played this year was uh, that I think should get a nod for, for the Josh, Josh Saunders Memorial game of not this year, Hollow Knight. After, after finally understanding the joys of these Metroidvania sort of games uh, over the last couple of years, like year and a bit, the six, you know, the, my, my, my adoration of Death's Door, I was like, I should go back to Hollow Knight. And I did. And that game fucking rocks. And like, I'm so bummed that I got distracted by something else to play like at the back end of this year to take me away from Hollow Knight. Because I was on such a groove. I was on such a roll. I'm like, oh, this game's so fucking good. But I tried to boot it up the other day. Coincidentally, there was like a PlayStation Stars reward if I booted it up. So I was like, sure. And then I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember what I was. I couldn't remember like what I had to do. I couldn't remember what my powers were. I went, fuck. 
I very quickly I remembered that I'm like I'm gonna be able to finish this. But my winner of, of of the game of not this year is is solely solely based on emotion. Can you call it? No. Hello neighbor. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the emotion the emotion on this one comes from my experience experiencing with my son. I when we first started this game, it was just some fucking game that he was watching on YouTube. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? But he, it, it, I have a power. There's a power of games that we have finished together, whether it be um, the obviously the Paw Patrol games when he was younger, uh, and we've kind of added a bunch of different games throughout that time. But this was the first game that he and I sat together, and we finished it. Like we we finished the other ones as well, but he was too little to really grasp it. He did it himself with me next to him and sharing that with him and learning that game together. I, I, I can't explain how powerful and how awesome that was. Sort of as we would try, because the, there's no like, unlike most games, there's no like direction. There's no this. It's exploring the map and you work out how to solve the puzzles yourself. Now, granted, he watched enough YouTube to have most of the answers, but there were some times where we didn't have the answer or it wouldn't work the way he thought it would. So we had to, he had to try logic his way out and try think of how to, how to get there and think outside that square. So watching his brain tick and, and, and watching him complete the game front to back in one sitting by himself, seeing the level of pride that came off him and that sense of achievement um, was absolutely amazing. And I, I for that alone is why that one has a big winner for me now granted Hello Neighbor 2 I haven't played yet with him I played like a little bit of it but we haven't finished it yet so I have to spend some time with that one but that one wins purely because of my boy that I mean, one's, I che- I, that I one's mean, cheating I, I, mean, I mean I can't talk my, my game of the year was it last year that uh, it, it takes two was my game of the year purely because I got to experience it with my wife like, that is very I true get it. Very I get true. it same with Death Stranding Death Stranding was a very emotional experience one game of the year yep. I get it I get it all right, next category. Second last. Best indie game of the... Uh... I mean, there's only one. Yeah, look, we know we know what the answer is going to be, but let's look. talk noms. I think I'm pretty sure you and I have the same answer, so what other noms do you got? So, well, I made the joke earlier that... <laughs> that Elden Ring is technically an indie game. It's not technically an indie game. <laughs> It's made by an indie developer. Yeah, but it's published. It's, it's published by... Yeah, yeah, all right, fine. Elden Ring can't win twice. Um, okay, so the nomination, Stray, doesn't deserve to be there. But Why I didn't the play fuck did you put it year. in there? I didn't, I didn't play a lot of fucking indies this year, man, okay? <laughs> I'm looking at my list. It's Wait, very you play... Yeah, indies. like en- Entropy Center is an indie game? Yeah, that's that's number two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my list is Stray, Entropy Center, and Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. And spoiler alert, Cult of the Lamb is a fucking genius piece of work and was absolutely robbed at the game, yeah. <laughs> the game award. Fucking Stray. All right. So, buddy, what's in the chat? Sifu. I did like Sifu, but I didn't, I didn't play enough of Sifu. Sifu made my list. 
Nah, I wish I played more of it. So it came in number three. Mostly because I didn't want to put... Because we only had three nominations. And I didn't want to really put... Want... And they want to put Stray in there. So fuck you, Stray. Get out. Number two. It's unpacking. Yeah, I didn't play Unpacking. Well, so technically Unpacking came out last year. But I played on, I played on PlayStation, which came out this year. So therefore, it's a little bit cheating. But I played it at the start of this year... And it was brilliant. Made by Witchbeam. Incredible. Oh, actually, both my two noms, my major noms here are from Australia, which is awesome. So Unpacking, made by Witchbeam. I remember meeting the, meeting the team a number of years ago for their game Assault Android Cactus. And I was like, oh, this is a fucking dope little game. Uh, but Unpacking is brilliant in that it's a game that... I love unconventional storytelling in, in, in some way. I say that, but I also fucking hate how Elden Ring tells stories. That's weird too. But Unpacking tells this great story with no, with very minimum, no dialogue, very minimal words. It's all about experiencing. So it's all about you're following this character as they pack their stuff up and move into different houses and watch, and you know, you see their life change through their belongings. You know, it starts in their bed, in their, in their, you know, teenage bedroom, and then it transitions to their college dorm, which then transitions to their first house and then their, their house with their partner and then their family house. Now, admittedly, admittedly, I played this in the early times of this year. And I think this also had a lot of emotional resonance in me as well. As, as it's been, you know, I've talked about it here on the show before. At the end of last year, uh, my marriage ended. And I was living with, with Max for, for back end of last year. And I had to suddenly box up all my things and move them into a new space. So having to experience a game that did that, it was really weird because as I was unpacking all my things and making this new house, this house into my new home, I had this emotional feel as I was re- readjusting my life and seeing how my life had changed through my belongings and seeing it in this game as well. Now, granted this game, like this game did have some of that. Like it, you know, there was a, there was one level where you move in with someone, but then the next one is you were in your own smaller place. So clearly they split and you moved in. Um, and that was a lot sort of experience that again. And cause all it was is just finding where to put stuff in the house and kind of how you would organize your house. So it hits that nice little organizational part of your brain, but it's an underlying story is what got me. And, and what brought me through. And it's something that I most certainly didn't expect either. Um, game's brilliant. Game's absolutely fantastic. Um, and it made me cry. For a game that like didn't have any like dialogue, like that final, that final level, spoilers for everyone. The final level with when you're unpacking that house and you're building something new in that house it took me back to a time in my life when i was building that room and i remembered all the feelings that i had as i spoilers they, they're having a kid can't help yourself can you i can't i, can't, I, can't, I, I have to explain it I, it's, i'm sorry i can't <laughs> it took me back to when i was when i was building my 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 son's room and you know we'll you know, picking his clothes and building his cart and organizing the room, like how we're going to have it for him. And 
and all that. And it hit a chord, especially at a time where I, at the time, you know, still to this day, I don't live with my son. So feeling that at that time was really raw as I had to rebuild my son's bedroom here in my house. It, it just hit differently. It hit, it hit very. It hit, it hit in a lot of the places I didn't think it was going to. It wasn't when I thought, I'm like, "Oh, it's a cool little fucking organizational game. This will be fun." I didn't realize it would pull up my heartstrings so hard. Um, unpacking is exceptional. But similar to yourself, Max, the winner is Court of the Lamb. Interesting that you didn't go for the emotional pick here. Yeah. I would have thought that because overall, like. The like emotions. Not, my, not to get you to change your mind, but no, it doesn't. Sure. My, no, my name, my mind's not changing. The emotion, emotional, tends to overrule my decisions most of the time, right? If I think about all the games that I love, all the movies that I love, it's all because they elicit incredible emotional responses in me. I'm a very emotional person, and that and that's what tends to have them swing as winners. But Cold of the Lamb, comparatively, I had a blast front to back at no point did i ever stop enjoying myself even when i went through and got the plat i was like is there a way i can play more of this it hit it hit my brain in that sort of roguelite metroidvania esky i'm not metro that roguelite sort of metroid yeah the, ro- the roguelike approach in running the levels which i really enjoyed after playing hades which i also sucked at the characters are adorable has farm sims in it the whole world is essentially run on poop which is brilliant of cool little people management fun powers sacrificing little dudes was hysterical front to back gameplay story aesthetic soundtrack everything about Cold to the lamb is fucking exceptional and it is disgusting that Stray won at the Game Awards over Cult of the Lamb. Stray is fucking boring. The cat doesn't even look good that half the time. Like, if you want a front-to-back incredible independent experience, Massive Monster and what they delivered with Stray, uh, sorry, what they delivered with um, Cult of the Lamb, wins every time. I'm going to be that guy and say Stray only won because of those bunch of fucking city folk that did the the voting for the Game Awards all with fucking cats. And they're like, I love my cat. It's made me think of my cat. Fuck your cat. Cold of the Lamb's better. Great. Uh, buddy, what's in the chat? <laughs> Viva Deal goes old spoiler Betson. I know, I'm very good at it. I'm trying to get better. But like, because, I don't know the way I explain things. I need to, I need to get specific. I need to get specific. I love you too, Craig. And I know like you, but even Craig didn't enjoy Stray, and he has a cat and loves his cat. Susie Catro is amazing. Uh, Buddy also adds, uh, <laughs> lamb does taste better than cat. Uh, magic <laughs> Magic Cast Old Shane jumps in and says, uh, Buddy, yeah, Buddy had seafood. Puck said Oli Oli World question mark Oli Oli World made a cut. It was pretty very. It was, was very very good. I didn't. It I didn't play. Uh, it didn't have the long tail on it that I wanted it. Uh, Buddy also noted, notes Neon White, uh, and says yeah, that they're, they're currently ticked today. Yeah, I haven't jumped on that yet. 
But I, I, I'm seeing very, very strong interest in it, which is cool. Uh, they also add that there are four to five indies that are better than Stray. There are many games that are better than than Stray. Fucking Hello Neighbor is better than Stray. Uh, how are we doing the big one? Uh, uh, one do, for one. Do you want to do some? Do you want to do some honor honorable mentions? Okay, we'll do some honorable. Okay, honorable mentions. I'll I'll let you go first this time. Uh, honorable mention goes to the quarry. Uh, the game run like, ran like it looked like a match a masterpiece at some moments. Then it looked like shit, and then it looked really good again. The story was slow, and then it was fucking amazing. And then it just ended. The quarry should have been amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed playing it. Like I playing know, I really it. Wish I, had a, I really wish I had gone first. <laughs> playing it, I really enjoyed the quarry. However, hence honorable mention, it doesn't finish in the worst because I fucking enjoyed it. It is most certainly not a game of the year contender for me, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so spoiler, the quarry is, is exactly that for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the pretty much the exact same reasons, yeah. There was times where it looked absolutely stunning, and then there were times where, like, especially... Mainly any time water was on screen, it just fucking shit. Yeah, what the fuck is with that? <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it kind of... It, it had this slow moments that it peaked really well, and then it just kind of just, it just, just dropped and ended. Um, I enjoyed my time with it, mm. but it's, yeah, once again, not a game of the year contender for me. No. Uh, now, this is an honorable mention. Once again, it doesn't really fit in any category. I just want to acknowledge it. WWE 2K22. The game was just fucking better. Like, after the mess of 2K20, like, is it a masterpiece? No. Is it, like, exceptional? No. But I want to acknowledge that the team made a better fucking game. So a little bit of a nod. Just a little bit tip of the hat there to the, to the team over at, uh, 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 over at... What's the fuck? What were they called? I know it's 2K. Uh, nope, not Digital Byte. Nope, not Virtual Currency. Nope, what is it? Fuck. It is not coming to me. It's going to be annoying. It's going to annoy me when you say it, Max. Max, you, you Googling? Oh, no, I wasn't, but... I <laughs> it's really not important. Um, but yeah, they made visual, that... Visual concepts. Visual concepts. I went VC. I knew it was VC. I went virtual currency in my head like a dickhead. All right. Do you have another? any other noms? Uh, yeah, Disgaea 6. Oh, yeah, Disgaea 6. You had a bit of fun with that one, yeah. I had an amazing amount of fun in it until I got fucking bogged down by the inner mechanics of... Uh, the game there was just so much going on in it it kind of deterred me from playing it mm-hmm. um so i got about 60 percent of the way through uh it's it's one of those tactical rpgs um and yeah i was loving it at the start and then it just kept on piling and piling on different mechanics that had to that i had to use to sort throughout this world and it just got a little bit too much for me and it, I, I kind of just fell away from it once that happened, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, do you have how many? Do you have any, how many honorable noms you got sitting there? I've one. I've one more. All right, cool. Um, I want to put Marvel's Midnight Suns as an honorable mention. Uh, a couple of reasons it didn't make the cut, as I hadn't finished it. Uh, I, I feel it's a bit unfair. Uh, and also very similar to the quarry, when I'm doing the combat fucking rocks game's brilliant the not combat parts or the personary parts are fine 
but I'm yet to have it really grab me, right? So it's not there yet. It's not. The, it's not quite there. But yeah, that one. Go, that that's uh, yeah. Marvel's Midnight Suns is awesome. I barely. I don't think. I don't think I've scratched enough surface of it to really bring it home. But uh, my stance on it may alter. But I really enjoying it. Your final honorable mention. My final honorable mention was Weird West. Oh yeah. Uh, I loved the time I spent with that game. I played it for about eight to ten hours, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it just came out at the wrong time, and it just got overshadowed by everything else. Yeah, um, it was fantastic. It was hitting all the beats that I liked. It had that that role playing element that I dig, uh, and I just it just got overtaken by everything else around that time. And unfortunately, I just I just haven't returned to it yet. Yeah. So, honorable mention to that because I, I was digging the time that I had with it. All right. It's time for the Fall of Players. Um, God, of, uh, God. God of the Year. Spoilers on you. I guess you know what mine is. Game of the Year. Uh, now, these will be... We will go one-to-one in what is actual our order. So, we're ranking them one-to-five. Do you need a minute to put your numbers together? Nope. All right, Brent. Max. Number five, Dying Light 2. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I have played Dying Light 1 from front to back like 10 fucking times. I loved that game. And I played through Dying Light 2 with the same group of people that I played Dying Light 1 with, and it just didn't hit the same. There was something off about it. I can't... Then why are you put in your game you... of the year list? I still loved it. Okay. And this is why it's number five. There was just just something about it. Like, you know, it was cool that this time around we got to finish it from front to back as a co-op experience. Uh, In the the first game, you had to do the first part solo and you had to do do the end solo. Like, you get to a point, it's like, hey, you have to do this solo and boot you out of your multiplayer experience. It was cool that it it just didn't hit the same way that the first one did for us. Fine. Game was solid i didn't have too many problems with it um i enjoyed my time with it it had it it, it did change up a few of the features of the, of the last game um they changed the way the grapple hook works for instance in the in in the first game the grapple hook was essentially a fucking zip a spider-man zip line mm-hmm. uh, in this it's the old fucking grapple hook you fucking swung the rope and you swung it across it was good but yeah it unfortunately wasn't good enough to be higher up on my list oh butts now I'm I'm no this is totally cheating. Um but two of two of my five are kind of cheating. Yeah, I know. What cuz it's only cuz that's such a clear winner. Like I have to fill the list somehow. <laughs> uh number 5 was the Resident Evil Village Shadows of Rose DLC. Uh, cool. Couple of re- like the main reason is I really enjoyed Resident Evil 5. Uh Resident Evil 8, sorry. 5 was fine. <laughs> Resident Evil 8 Village uh, the, the Shadows Road DLC made the list a couple of reasons one it was a tidy three hours it's fucking dope but in doing so what it did was condense all the best features of Village smash it together in a very good and new and compelling way in that it took the it altered the the Lady Demetresque castle and enough to make it still fun and engaging uh you see the uh the other one the the doll maker uh their level you see that 
but it's on a new different twist and it was fucking genuinely horrifying like i was playing by myself in the night in the dark and it was such a bad call the story itself a bit by the numbers is fine but of course it hit sort of a parental energy and you know you're gonna get points out of me just for being a good game about you know parent and child but uh no i absolutely loved it it was an easy easy really really enjoyable three hour run the red resident evil village shadows of rose dlc hence why you come number five number four outriders world slayer oh cool me too that was my number four as well i nailed it cool yeah um, it was just more of the same it was so I, fucking know, good I, it was just it was just good the shooting's great the, the another game that fucking makes you play with three people granted at least it only has three classes so that's cool yep. i guess um yeah I, I just it 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 scratched all those itches of my love for destiny but put it in a different setting gave me different powers had just as tight gunplay it was that third person over the shoulder um uh, cover based shooter and i just had a blast with it i played it with you um it was just, it was just good it was just good. It, it, I really enjoyed my time with it. Uh, they upped the ante. I think the story for uh, for, for World Slayer was slightly better than the base games. Still wasn't great, but I was there for the gameplay and mm. the gameplay delivered. So. Unquestionably, and I'm in the same boat. To me, Outriders World Slayer was kind of like this junk food, right? In that it was just delicious, and I was just like, it just felt good to eat. Uh, as I'm playing this, I'm like, yeah, like, I didn't give a fuck what the story was going. I didn't really care. But that gameplay loop is so goddamn good that it just made me want to play just play and play and play like it was like i booted it up and i and i had this almost muscle memory response to playing outriders in 2021 i was really worried that like having it come out so past the original release of outriders i'm like oh man what the fuck why did it take so long what's the deal and i jump in and it's like an old glove it's a good comfy old, old jumper a nice pair of pants yeah oh i remember how good this fucking felt and I am just instantly in that loop, instantly in that grind, just all about that loop all of a sudden. And then, yeah, you and I got to play the last couple, you know, we did a couple of rounds together. We've re-rolled credits on it together. It was awesome. I Outriders is a brilliant game. Uh, People Can Fly, I think was the name of the team. They've done, they've done such a damn good job like granted they had like their lineage in like the was a god of a uh, god fuck a uh, gears of war judgment so they did a gears of war game so they really had some long history in that you know cover based over the shoulder third person action shootery games um and it just came through here it said more of the same and he's exactly what i wanted thoroughly enjoyed it i was hoping to play along because i think Padge was wanting to play it and they were like, oh, that's, he was going to do it because he hadn't played it before. He's like, do a full run of the campaign. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. You, me and Max, let's just rip through it. And then he totally forgot. But I think about it. No. Number three. This is where it gets hard. <gasps> I, played, I played a few really, really, really good games this year. And number two, number one and number two are fairly concreted in their um, position in your top five does any of them appear in other lists no oh, okay number three is the devil in me hey. for me 
I haven't finished uh, it yet, hence why I didn't make noise. <laughs> so I played this with my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played uh, just single controller, played together. It was everything I wanted the quarry to be, but better. <laughs> mm. um, it had a really cool source material based on the HK Holmes murder house. Uh, it, it had its jank at times. Most of it was just texture clipping. It wasn't horrible. But it got straight into the story. It, it, you, it was all go, go, go the whole way through. And I loved it. It, it, all pl- it. it all made sense to me. I could... I played it a different way than I played The Quarry. Um, I played The Quarry as I was the director filming my horror movie. I more channeled the characters this time around. Mm. Um, how, yeah, how I played The Quarry compared just to how you played The Quarry. I just, I just, I had fun with it. It was for me the best of the antho- of the Dark Pictures anthology series, and it was it was just fun. It was just fun. I had a really good time with it. I think I bowled it over in a couple of days. Uh, I found that I just wanted to play it more every time. I, you know, every time I turned it off, I'm like, oh, I can can probably push this another couple. You know, another ten, another twenty. When I when I turn my PlayStation, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna finish this game. Just, this is what I'm playing, and I just, I just it. It, I enjoyed it. Like it, it beat out the likes of uh, Still Rising, which I finished. It beat out the likes of Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which I had, which I loved. Um, Valkyrie Elysium beat out a lot of those JRPGs that I played this year, which is just rare for me to to you know pick something else over an RPG. That's how much fun I had with this game. Mm. So for me, number three. See, Devil in Me. I haven't finished The Devil in Me. Now, I'm from memory. I'm pretty sure it's a bad time. It's bad timing, I should say. I think it came out right around Ragnarok from memory. Came out came out November 18th. Hmm. So it came out a week after Ragnarok. That's why. Because I was probably so deep in fucking Ragnarok. Like, oh, we'd finished Ragnarok by then. I had. Yeah, we, we had. We both <laughs> no, finished okay. Ragnarok by then. But yeah. what was I distracted by? I was distracted by something else. Either way, I was like, oh, I want to play this. And then something else came up and I ended up spending my time with that, in, that instead. And it's just fallen on the back burner. Um, I, I do hope to finish it because as you mentioned, yeah, it goes straight into it. Uh, there is still some jank to it as they've tried to add more layers to the game. Mm. So they've added these very simple puzzle mechanics, which are, which haven't, haven't been overly complicated, but there's some like environmental puzzles. There's more traditional puzzles. Um, the world itself is really cool in that, you know, no means is it perfect, but no no most definitely like but you know the house is the the whole house idea is really cool uh the characters are all assholes which is kind of fun or at least in my version they're all assholes um unlike the quarry which shoehorns the main character i feel there really isn't a main character in 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 the devil in me um so far the concepts yeah just the murder house is, is cool in the same way that man and madame was balls because ghost ships are dumb it's not a very good series like and then uh, house of ashes was like the predator in catacombs it was like boring little hope was exceptional because it was silent hill where this is mo- like this is modern day cool fucking sp- suspenseful horror like sorry suspenseful thriller and that's perfect like it's just a slasher and that is stacks more fun because like granted the de- the dark pictures anthology is all about different genres of horror or, or suspense or whatever and thrillers in different ways so the the next one's space horror right so apparently they, they want to make fucking um jason x we're here 
you know, this is this your more standard th- slasher, and I like it. I dig it a lot. But uh, I will have to go back and finish it. Your number three. My number three. It's Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> Not on my list because I didn't finish it. Yeah. So Horizon Forbidden West is fucking exceptional. Uh, it's most it's most definitely the second part of a trilogy. It opened up. So in the same way that Zero Dawn ended it in a way that you could probably go, oh yeah, this is the end, right? Then they somehow managed to expand it in terms of like, hey, no, there's more, there's more to go on. You open up more of the landmass of America. You know, you traverse it. You you see the 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 those outside of that first the first era. We see the tribalization of people and how they have different things. We're seeing people that are honoring fucking holograms of in a museum of people of the past you know um the tons of different ways cool new creatures so in the same way the very similar to pokemon almost right the fir- the, the the machines in the first game mirrored those of more standard wildlife right you know and in this in the second era once you head west where that's you know the west is more aggressive we're getting more dinosaurs more aggressive looking uh animals it inspired the 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 the, the fucking bots it's very cool aloy isn't such a bitch anymore because she you know she was very lone wolf in the the first game because everyone was a prick to her so she was a prick back now that she's surrounded by more people and she's realizing the power of community, the power of people and how together we can achieve something more. She starts building this collection of friends and makes her own little space, her own little like tag alongs. And they were all, in, they were all intriguing. They were all as engaging. Uh, I enjoyed seeing them grow and learning about them. Uh, knowing that there's DLC coming. Fuck yeah. It's amazing. This game looked exceptional on the ps5 that the the level of foliage the hdr everything about it was better in the in the same way that like horizon zero dawn had that real like static camera very fallout almost you know mode of communication of conversing they've amped that up you know that people are walking in three-dimensional space while having conversations like it's just ramped up everything that made the first one good it takes that real sharp turn midway through and gets fucking batshit insane. Love that. Absolutely love it. The whole, the whole idea of the subordinate functions and rebuilding Gaia, exceptional. Forbidden West is so damn good. So, so damn good. Max, number two. God of War Ragnarok. You fuck, but that's fair. No, I... Well, in that case, let me, let me jump ahead. My number two is Call of the Lamb. I put <laughs> it on there. That's cheating. You're not allowed to put it on two lists. Well, we, didn't, we didn't say we couldn't. But my number one <laughs> yeah. is God of War. Therefore, so that... so that Spoilers. Max, talk about God of War. Okay, so... I... Shortly after finishing God of War, I made the claim to i think you mm. and padge that god of war i think will be my game of the year this year as a collective because you said as a collective experience as a collective exp- if it was gameplay of the year elden ring was my clear winner as a as a collective experience god of war ragnarok uh i've changed my mind mm. so god of war ragnarok is a fantastic game it is a fantastic follow-up to 2018's god of war 
it is very much more of the same. Very much more of the same. Everything I liked about 2018 is still here. Uh, they've upped the ante on some of the things that I liked in 2018. Like, they, they fully fleshed out Brock and Sindri now. Mm-hmm. They are much more important now. They are, you know, we get to experience much more of who they are, why they are, and and all that stuff. Brilliant. Uh, all the character work between Atreus and Freya and Kratos and Freya and their experience and their... Uh, the emotions between them after what was the end of 2018. God of War is a fantastic game, but uh, spoilers, my my game of the year is Elden Ring. (laughs) It didn't hit me in the way that Elden Ring did. I, I much more enjoyed the freedom of exploration or and how am i going to complete this task that's set before me in elden well, ring don't touch on elden ring but, i want you to i want you to go on a fucking gush fest for elden ring so just speak god of war now yeah versus the linear gameplay that is god of war because it, it kind of is it, it's, it's go do this go this way to do this do that here i ran into a few bugs in god of war um just fine uh, most of them was just a quick reset fix the issue something wasn't loading in properly didn't matter we were also playing like three weeks before <laughs> release so yeah we were lucky enough to play pre-release so hopefully no one else had the same issues that i did <clears throat> but um the game looks stunning that the 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 soundtrack is stunning that the the minute to minute dialogue that that all the characters have with each other absolutely brilliant sometimes very fourth wall breaking which is hilarious uh, there's a bit very early on where i i trod off the the path that is clearly set out before me to go and get some loot and the character that i'm with is like hey that's not the right way and atreus is like nah he, he does this sometimes he just he's got to collect all these loot. he just kind of fucks off for a minute he'll be back i can leave him alone he'll come back i enjoyed how the game ended i think it i think it fulfilled its purpose well it told its story well it came to a very satisfying end but yeah it's just yeah it just didn't do it for, it wasn't enough for me it just didn't get me there for, in, in terms of game of the year for it's still a very fantastic game it's it's like this fucking close and like I enjoyed it for all the reasons that you're going to to say about it when when you get to your uh, your game of the year, but it's just for me. It yeah, it's yeah, just, a, just just fell a little bit short. That's fine. That's totally cool. It's fine. But yeah, look, look. All right, here's my gush fest. You guys fucking ready? All right, go. It's unque like it's it, everyone fucking knew that God of War Ragnarok was gonna be my game of the year. Like, before I even played it, we all kind of assumed it was going to be my game of the year. For a number of reasons. As I talked about God of War 2018 being my favorite game of all time. I had a feeling that the expecta- that the that the follow-up would hit the same boat. Now, granted, I, I did have reservations. I was worried. Like, well, if this is my favorite game of all time, what are they going to do? What if they fuck it up? What if they destroy or alter or damage a game that means the most to me in every event one of the games I've ever, I've ever played thankfully they didn't do any of that god of war ragnarok is essentially in the same way the last of us part one and a part two 
it is the part two of God of War 2018. It is the continued story that they had set out to tell. The themes at which I love God of War 2018 for around family, around a father and a son, around regretting the things of your past and not wanting your your future to return to the, the past, not having to want your your child to relive the things that you had done um, or to even learn of the things that you had done all hit home. But what they've done here is they've extended those stories. They have laid it in such a way that everything feels earned. Everything feels purposeful. And I think that's one of the advantages of this, of a much more, single uh, much story driven linear game these to go to your comments before max there is no other way this story could have been told outside of this game like you look at the what the upcoming amazon series for god of war and i don't think it will land as good as the game itself because what makes this game so good is not just all of its parts it's the fact that you get to play it Ragnarok, as we talked about in our review, it's a story of holding on and letting go in a number of different ways. It's it's the story of, of, of a man holding on to his past and not letting it go because he doesn't want he doesn't want it to come out. And we see in the first game by letting it go he's able to move forward. It's a story on a father and a son and as someone that he, who didn't, you know, he, he let his son go in the first game. He didn't, he had him at a distance and he now has him close. They've built that relationship. He wants to hold on to him. He wants to keep him safe, you know, but he's also, as Atreus has aged, He's coming to learn very quickly that he has to let him go, because this is a come essentially at the core of this. It's also a coming a, coming of age story for Atreus, as he just as he goes on the path to find out who he is. That's something that that we all do when we hit that you know that time of our lives, finding finding who we are and where we fit in the world outside of our parents. It's about family, in that family is what we make it. We see, we see Kratos open up more and become a different person. He is so closed off in the first game to everyone. But in Ragnarok, we see him open. We see him talk about his past openly. So we get, we see further connections to the original God of War games letting us, you know, reinforcing this all comes together. So like the events of God of War 2, the events of God of War 3, the throwaway stuff, it just, it's all part of it. It's all what's built this man. It's what's, it's what this built to come together. And we also see how he communicates with people differently. Like we see, we see him no longer refer to Atreus as boy. It's Atreus. 
except for when his emotion takes him over and then like one or two times and it drops to boy he's open he's emotionally vulnerable to his son he's happy to communicate his fears like that's character growth it's fucking exceptional christopher judge gives a like a literally an award-winning performance there is nothing like that is just i'm not even talking about one character here sonny who plays the Treyas, delivers lives an incredible performance of, of, of a young boy trying to find his way in the world and trying to find where he fits. And even, and even like, and that's like, you know, the, the Treyas is like, he, Kratos knows that he has to let Atreus go, Atreus go. He doesn't want him to hurt. He doesn't, he doesn't want him to be in pain. And he wants to keep him close and keep him safe. And of course, everything is amplified by the world around them at the end, at the end of all things. And then even all the side characters, as you mentioned, like Kratos and Atreus, they, they, you know, for the longest time, Kratos had no one. Like he had his, his, his wife and his daughter in, in the original games that he was forced to murder at the hand of the gods. So since that time, he's been by himself. He's held, he's held shit close. And with 2018, we see him open up, open up to his son. But now we see him open up to more. We see him open up to Brock and Sindri and and Freya and everyone. He and, and Mimir even. He's no longer head, he's Mimir. Like we see a man change. One of the first lines in God of War 2018 is don't be sorry, be better. And that is such a throughput in both of these games. Because even as it at its core it's a it's a it's a game about mistakes and knowing that you can't change the past but you just got to be better and we see that in how how kratos addresses the world how he sees what how he treats people even how he treats the other gods like granted all i'm even touched upon all the technical things about this game yet because the game technically is fucking beautiful it plays amazingly there is a lot of things about it that are better than 2018. Enemy variants, so much better. Boss fights, amazingly better. The game, like the game itself, in in almost every way, is better. How it handles Norse mythology. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Norse mythology. I don't know a lot about it, but the, the way that they've integrated it into this story, you would think it was fucking real. You would think, like, even if you know, have a base understanding of what the North mythology is, you go, holy fuck, they've reinterpreted it or they've altered it in such a way that it still lands and it means something and it's massive. And we get to see this sort of analogy and like between characters and similes between characters with relationships of, you know, cyclical stuff of just, you know, once again, of just, you know, I, I feel like I could sit here for ages and talk about how this game, why this game is so amazing. And I've, yeah, I've barely touched the surface. Everything about this game, there are some things, there are some hiccups that I have with it. As I mentioned, you know, there's there's a lot of times where it feels like it should be a PS4 game. Load times, or they're hiding load times with exposition. And granted, shout out to them for hiding it with exposition. But like that's a design problem. Like, because you, you're doing that to counter something else. You could have that exposition in other ways. Like they do when you're fucking fuck assing around on a boat. Don't have to do it while you're walking through Yggdrasil. 
but yeah, if, if, if my, 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 even though it feels like I've been speaking forever, in my final thoughts of why this game is a, is 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 my game of the year, it is no, it is. I don't, I don't think it's just game of this year. In the same way that I said, part one and part two of The Last of Us, to me, the God of War Norse mythology are one game. It's one shared narrative, and it and it joins twenty eighteen alongside as my favorite game of all time as a collective story, as a collective experience, where I spent the last 20 minutes of just bawling my fucking eyes out. You see you see genuine character growth and progression. And and like for a game all about gods, you see a lot of humanity. And for me, it was incredibly relatable. As, as someone who, who themselves is, is facing the guilt and shame of the things they've done in the past. And wanting the world to be better for not just myself, but for my son. And and all my, you know, my entire motivation for everything that I do is for my son. But I had to learn the hard way. That that's what I needed to do with my world. That I needed to do with my life. And I saw that through this game. This game hit me in all the right ways. It hit, hit me in my trauma. It hit me in my emotions. hit me in my happiness. Nothing to this day will match the power of the of God of War 2018 and God of War Ragnarok to me so regardless of what anyone says fucking stray or otherwise it is the game of this year for me the game is fucking exceptional I beat that Max um, I don't need to. Elden Ring already won. <laughs> uh, uh, look, <clears throat> I don't have this long emotional uh, speech that, that my, you just It's my wheelhouse. Beautifully for, for Thingam. What I enjoyed most about Elden Ring is it took everything that I loved of the Soulsborne genre and just fucking dropped it in an open world. Mm. Similar to the reason why I liked... Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I don't know you fucking hated that game, but I loved it. They basically said, this is your end goal. Go. Beat it how you want to beat it. Play the game how you want to play. But th this is what you have to do. We're not going to tell you how to do it. We're not going to tell you how to get there. You get to, li you get to live and play the way you want to live and play inside this world. And I did. Multiple times. It's the only game I got the Platinum Trophy on this year. I played it in what I deemed to be every conceivable way. I had the magic run where I just fucking Kamehameha blasted everyone. I'm like, how are people finding this game hard? I just fucking dicked on this boss in three seconds. It's not that hard. I don't even have to move. I did the whole sword and shield bruiser guy. I did the ranged combat guy. I did the big two heavy two-handed sword cannot roll guy. It was just fun. Every time I turned it off, I just wanted to get back on. It was all I could think about for like three three months of playing it. I loved it. It it's it's refreshing to have a game that's like <laughs> uh, no, it's not the only game I finished. It's the only game I planned. <laughs> finished more games than Elden Ring. <laughs> um, it's it's I love the way that the lore of this world is built inside all of the items that can be found inside this world. I don't see it as a detriment to 
to miss out on pieces of lore because you didn't go and search for certain objects or didn't find certain things. I, I, I you still get a, a solid story out of what you play through that all of that stuff is just extra add, like additive to what is already there. It, yeah, it's just it's just one of the things like I, I just like to compare it to God of War. God of War has very similar combat in the in the whole heavy attack, light attack style that that, that Elden Ring has. I found the fast-paced nature. I just found the combat more fun and engaging in that in Elden Ring. Because you, you know, you mentioned that the enemy variance is much greater in, in God of War Ragnarok than what it was in previous 2018. There's just so much more to that in Elden Ring. Now, granted, a lot of what makes Elden Ring great and what makes those Soulsborne genre great is the combat of those games. Like it is the you know the 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 frame, the basic building frame of that game. And if you're not going to, if you don't enjoy that, there's nothing else that's in this game that will make you, like, it won't convert you. If you if you can't get the hang of this one set, of that one concept, that's it. You're you're kind of out. It doesn't matter how enticing the the story could be, how enticing the graph graphic wise it is. And I think that was one of the hurdles you had where it didn't click with you to begin with. Like the combat didn't click with you so far that you couldn't get to experience anything else. You just had the shit kicked out of you for 20 minutes. You're like, this is RPGs are great, but not when you're role playing the victim. Like it's not, it's not fun. And I understand that. And it was, and that's why I, I personally didn't think Elden Ring was going to win game of the year because when the, when, when all those reviews came out for Elden Ring, a lot of the people were like, it took me hundreds of hours to finish this game or you know it it was difficult and that was i thought that would be the hurdle that that stopped it from winning because this game isn't for everyone this game clearly can't be played by everyone it is a very difficult game by design and for, for these days that's not okay with a lot of people now, I know both you and I are very much that not everything has to be for everyone. And if you want to design a, a fucking ridiculously hard game for certain people, that, that is your prerogative as a developer. On the other hand, I also love the the fact that God of War Ragnarok is like accessibility options out the fucking dick and it can be enjoyed by everyone. But for a while, like, it, for me, it's, it was just, it was always going to be Elden Ring. Mm. And like I said, there was about a week there where I thought God of War was going to do it for me because as a complete package, God of War is undoubtedly a fantastic game. And then I went back and played a little bit more Elden Ring, went, mm, nah, it's, 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 it's this. It was this, and it was always going to be this. And yeah. I have a feeling this is this is what I'm going to be talking about fucking Final Fantasy 16 next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's one of those games that you can never recommend to someone. Mm. It's not like it, Elden Ring's a fucking game of the year winner. You have to play it because not everyone can, and it really isn't for everyone. Most certainly not. So yeah. it's just one of those things. But yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, like in the same way that like, it's kind of expected that, you know, even within 
the general consensus <clears throat> of the populace like it's it's the battle between those two games i'm glad we continued the the dichotomy like it's, it's also interesting because i think last year we had separate games of the year they were the same in 2019 we both had death stranding last year i had it takes two yeah it was i didn't wasn't it takes two for me so we last year we had separate 2019 was uh yeah we both had death stranding and i I don't think you were with us the year before that what was 2020 uh yeah 2020 was it uh oh shit what was 2021 2020 oh poo i remember now i think 2020 it might have been village for me might have been last of us part two. Oh no it was last of us part two yeah yeah no it totally was i think village was last year what, what else came out that year because i don't think it was last of us part two for me because nah. i i played it and finished it in a single sitting if you also hate yeah you hated it because you had to cram it so hard that <laughs> uh, uh, sounds like me yeah <laughs> let's have a quick jump in the chat and see uh what they said before we finish this up for the last episode of the year uh no jumps in, in in regards to my god of war discussion it's the age old every generation wants better for the next it it hits hard well said uh craig goes okay so i guess i should give it a look at for god of war yeah you should uh let's see buddy feels like Elden ring took over just like breath of the wild did now the reasons i like breath of the wild are a little bit different than the open world uh the difference with breath of the wild is an open world with nothing in it Elden Ring has a massive open world with a lot in it, but it doesn't have weapon degradation. So Elden Ring, Elden Ring is literally better than Breath of the Wild. I don't have weapon degradation in it, but it has fucking body degradation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shane jumps in, and goes, "I still need to give it a good go." This is in regards to Elden Ring. It, it's e- entire ethos speaks to me in how it goes around. It goes against the grain of contemporary game design, which is part of why I like it too. I'm like, in the same way that you gave me the respect to not shit on God of War after I had my big diatribe I mean, about it's it. It's really hard to shit on God of War. The yeah, game is fun. yeah, and I, like, I'm, really I'm, I'm going to do the same for you. I'm not going to talk about the problems that I have with Elden Ring. I'm going to just leave it. You know, it's well documented, but like I respect the reasons at which you love this game, and I understand the reasons you love this game. It just wasn't for me, but like I, I, I get it knowing you i fucking get it and i'm so glad i'm so glad you went back and played it and went no 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 this was it <laughs> i'm so glad that's fantastic either way well there you go everyone that brings us to the end of this week's episode and also the last episode of for the players for 2023 thank you Two. all 22 oh, yeah <laughs> They, oh, for, for twenty twenty, some gnarly foreshadowing yeah, there. Yeah, man. <laughs> so big thank you to everyone that comes in each and every week and joins us live on Twitch, or for those that listen listen every week, watch on the YouTube on the podcast. Um, we do have a very small audience. We know this. Uh, we're very very lucky that we still get to have the 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 connections and the things that we do and the opportunities that we have, even with a small audience, it doesn't really grow that much, or at all really it's kind of stagnant but we, for those that do hang around though that do come back each and every week thank you uh like you know we don't we don't do this with the ambition of being the number one pleasure podcast whatever and any of that nonsense so we do it for the fun of doing it i do it as an as a, as a great excuse to hang out with my friend to my left uh, to my on-screen left uh it is still genuinely one of the highlights of my week 
I absolutely love it. And I'm going to do it until they fucking stop me. But yeah, so big thank you to you, Max, as well for this for, for doing it this year as it, well. It's been it's, it's been a good fun. It has like it's it's one it's one of those things as well. Like you know, just to keep going off the emotion that was God of War. Um, it's been a lot of fun doing this show with you in general, especially over the last couple of years. Like when you first started to compete to where you are now. Like you this year, you, I think you guessed it in more pods than you ever than you did the year before. <laughs> like watching your critique analysis and, un- and understanding of the games industry and, and it's and it's nuances and while so I'd be able to articulate what you feel on games more mm. is it's becoming better and better. And it's, it's absolute pleasure to do this show with you each, each week for however many weeks we do it in a year. And I cannot fucking wait to keep doing it in 2023. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, it's been a great year. And, and, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's such a privilege to be able to do the things that we do with, with, with the small following that we have. So shout out to all the teams that do support us throughout Thank the you. year. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's great. It is really great. Yeah. So it's hard to believe that, yeah, we're doing our, uh, yeah. What is the, yeah, we did this, it was our six, you know, game of the year awards. We've been doing for the players for six years. This is 200, episode 200 and, 80 279 somewhere around there something fucking stupid and it's just hard to believe that we would ever do it for a this long and not stop or that there are people i can't i I can't believe this is my third yeah (laughs) it's it's crazy how how time works and um but yeah as i said I, i still enjoy this each each and every week so yeah big thank you to you all uh, we we do ju- genuinely appreciate and love you all for taking the time. As I say at the end of the show, each and every week, time is the is the the greatest commodity that we have, the greatest currency that we have, and how we choose to spend that and how, and who we choose to spend that with, it means the world. It's the one thing we have a finite number of. And thank you for choosing each week or however whatever you do to listen to us bullshit about fucking PlayStation, our families the crap we do during the week and our bizarre opinions on the games industry. And we look forward to doing it again in 2023. When we come back probably middle of Jan, have a couple of weeks off rest, work on our backlog games, max. What could happen? Your boy picked fucking Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I don't have any time to finish that prick of a game. <laughs> I want to. I've, I really wonder. I just don't have time. I don't have the time for that. Yeah, that's totally fair. I'll be lucky to finish Death Star. I got too much shit to play that I already don't have time for. <laughs> yeah, I gotta somehow get through Red Dead Two when I can't stop playing. Fuck. Oh, we didn't put Call of Duty DMZ in my lists. Oh. Yeah, no one put DMZ in their list. Oh, we totally should have. That game's best costume. best for, best free to play game. <laughs> yeah, best best game that we shouldn't be playing. But anyways, right, yeah, big thank you again, everyone. Let's let's, let's wrap this motherfucker so we can go play DMZ. Actually, Ali messaged me like 40 minutes ago. You can be done soon. I made apple pie. Oh shit! I'm like Ryan still hasn't spoken about God of War. I'll be, be like an hour. I'll be I'll be like 40. I'll be like three hours from now. <laughs> All right, everybody. This final PlayStation conversation for 2022 happens just this Monday. <laughs> at 8am on podcast services including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am on those YouTubes but fill us with shit to do next year over our break hit us up Twitter Instagram Facebook Discord all of those things all of those links can be found in the description below and we say that because we would like to have you know we say this all the time we want to have more integration with you guys and having everyone come in on the chat 
is, is fantastic. But, you know, like I want to open up the, the questions. So they're like, there was a, uh, uh, I think, I think this, so popcultures.com slash questions, where you can still go in and like throw questions at us and we'll come chat about them on the show. It's either that or jump in the trap. But yeah, so if you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash the popcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening on podcast service, be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review. If you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, like, subscribe, or comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash the pop cultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. For the last time of 2022, I'm Ryan Betson. And I'm not sunburnt. <laughs> and that Merry Christmas, everyone. And that was for the players. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a happy new year. We'll see you in see you in uh see you in January. Mwah. Uh, you fuck. Ah uh, got him. <laughs>